Mm, no, we don't need to make it soft. Can we get a live line or something? We, we I, do that? I just want to talk about Dota. Dude, look, there's the day. setup. There's the setup. Big day today. I'm going to be dropping a lot of references throughout this podcast. I'm excited. As always, this is the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Neer. You just heard Guthrie Alexander on the mic. Dota semi-pro player? Semi-pro? Oh, you flatter me. Semi-pro. Taylor Pilkington is our executive <laughs> producer, and Vegas Mike Jaffe is our gambler. And I'm here. It's number four. Estoy aquí. There's <laughs> <laughs> also uh, as, another official spokesperson for Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Braxton aquí. Braxton aquí. Which I thought was very clever. I'm here. Probably way too impressed by that. Should not be that impressed. Yeah. Well, Taylor and I just put in some interviewing work, so I think that it's only necessary that we sub out and Vegas Mike and Guthrie carry some of the load. Coming off the bench <clears throat> with our first topic of tonight's episode. Oh, our only topic. What is it? I haven't looked tropical at the tropical tournaments. That's what it is. That's right. Thanksgiving tournaments. I prefer to call them. Thanksgiving I like to call them tropical. Tropical they're, they're Thanksgiving in, they're tournaments. They're generally in tropical lands, unless you're in Brooklyn, right? With the legends, which is going on right behind us. All right. Well, then that's that's maybe a good place to start. Turkeys in paradise. As you're spending your fall break away, you're planning a vacation. Where would you rather be? All right. I'll, let me give you some options. Brooklyn, Charleston, Vegas, the Bahamas, Maui. That's or, a lot. I just read don't forget. Five. Don't forget Disney World. Or yep, just Corpus, out, just outside of L.A. Does Corpus Christi still exist? That Las Vegas classic. I don't. I don't think Corpus Christi. I mean, Corpus Christi. The location is still there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Fort Myers is California still there? Fort Myers definitely does not count. I um, love the Fort Myers tip-off. Fort Myers is trying really hard to make some Fort Myers tourism yeah, happen. It makes I love, me the, very I love excited. that it's called the Fort Myers tip-off, which, by the way, Boston College is participating in, as though they're tipping off to something else. It's just the Fort Myers tip, and it's the halftime, and it's the end of the game. I was in West I mean, Palm Beach last year, and it was phenomenal. I'd Ooh. love to go back. Oh, wow. But you, I'm stuck in Orlando this December, unfortunately. You do seem like a, You seem like a Florida man deep down. Really? I could see that happen. Yeah. I'm not that wily. Ouch. Don't do him like that. That hurts. <laughs> You're like a 17-foot boa releasing the Everglades. <laughs> you just you morph into something else when put in a humid environment, right, Guthrie? Wrecking a local <laughs> ecosystem. Is that is that how that works? I don't know. That's how humidity works. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Hashtag yeah. humidity. Hashtag humidity. So it's Duke versus the world. Why don't we start in Maui? The Maui Gym Classic, they they really, best branding opportunity outside of um, whatever the heck uh, Battle for Atlantis is sponsored by, the bad boy mowers. But Maui Gym Classic, Duke versus the world, they just beat San Diego State. Badly. They Can, covered. Yeah. So, and you took San Diego State. So Did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, that was last pot. That uh-huh. doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> But it looks like they'll be facing the Auburn Tigers, who came who are coming off an overtime win against Xavier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think, Guthrie? Can the Duke train be? I know they can't be stopped. Can they be slowed down? Can they not cover? Is it possible? Uh, well, they didn't cover against Army, so there there is some something to be gleaned from from past Duke games in terms of what what weaknesses they have, if mm-hmm. any. Right. Um, as was discussed, uh, you know, I, I caught I caught snippets of of the of the interviews like while I was sweating out this the Duke San Diego State game, and you know I, one of one of the interviewers was talking about you know a, a physical a physical defensive minded team could really disrupt 
the Duke offense and and cause like frustration. So I, I don't know if Auburn is that team. Um, they certainly have have looked pretty pretty solid defensively, but to me, I think Xavier is in a down year. Like mm-hmm. they they lost at home to Wisconsin. Did not look great in that game. Wisconsin might be sneaky good though. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll talk about sure. we'll talk about them later in the pod. They they're also traveling during the uh, Thanksgiving break. Um, I, I, Xavier, I think. What is that song? Ain't what they used to be. I believe. Yeah. Is what, you know, well, they I, lost your favorite coach. Mm-hmm, so they they're did. done. They did. Right. The Mack train pulled out of the station. It's, it's not. It's not helping though. <laughs> like I think they're going to struggle to make the tournament this year, but. That being said, I didn't watch the Xavier Auburn game. I just caught a little bit of overtime, and I'm I'm not sure, honestly, like if if Auburn is is the key. I like Duke to cover here. I assume the spread will be something like not egregious. Well, that... Ken, so to establish the baseline here, Ken Palm has the spread projected as six. So that might be where it opens at. If it's anything like oh, it's San Diego go State, yeah. San Diego State, I think, opened at like 11 or something, and then it ballooned to 17 if you before get, tip. If wow. you get Duke at minus six, I mean, I would hammer Duke all day long. Absolutely. And when, you, when you talk about the physicality and, and you know, good cross promotion, Jordan Sperber and Ken Pomeroy on a previous interview podcast, uh, the recipe that you got to think is beats Duke is be really physical. Don't let them get into lane. Pack it in. Make mm-hmm. them shoot over you from way back, and just hope that they're not going to hit shots. Auburn, you know, I don't, I don't see them as a team that's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have a question for all four. They they of foul at a really high rate, and they don't draw fouls at a really high rate, and I don't think that's a good recipe for success against Duke. My question is, it's related, semi-related. Yeah. When you saw that this game was tipped off at two thirty p.m., did any one of you, in addition to me, think? Maybe I should make my afternoon a little bit more interesting. <laughs> and I was looking at this game and I said, I've been so off picking double digit favorites this year. I like I have uh, if I'm going to do something and I didn't have to go with Xavier. Mm. How do we feel about underdogs in these tournaments? Should are they undervalued? Should they be valued more? You know, I, I don't know. You know, on the neutral floor, especially Hawaiian time, which I love is how they list all the times on the Maui Gym um, printable bracket. By the way, it's printable. It's not too late. Well, it is a little too late to print it out. Get your little family pool together um, to distribute your Maui Gym uh, bracket. But anyways, it's all listed in Hawaiian time, which I'm not sure what time zone that is. But I like to think crazy things happen when you travel abroad. It's something that usually will bring a team together, but it also, you know, I think if you're an underdog, you go out there and you just say, who cares? I'm in Hawaii, right? Like, I'm not in some cold environment. I'm I'm already away from my family, but I'm watching my, you know, coaches do awkward dances with luau's on, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm watching, Yeah, I, I retweeted a video of players doing awkward dances, if you guys want to check out our, our Twitter feed. I did see that, it was lovely. Yeah, it was, it's just so awkward when you're doing that and you're going around. They're essentially playing in a high school gym. Um, I, I feel like, you know, the underdogs can can do some damage in Maui. I, I really like, uh, I like taking them there at a, at a money line bet. I feel like if you're gonna just take the points, um, you're always going to lose if, if you just keep doing that. So, yeah, sure, sure. There's value in the underdogs. I do not think Duke will win that win this tournament. So there's there's underdog oh, value there. Somewhere. I was just about to say, let's take a look at the other team. So hit well, me with who's going to win this tournament. All right, so you got Duke, who's going to be playing Auburn. I think Auburn's going to give him a hell of a run. I think I think Auburn, at least on the perimeter, is good defensively. I don't think that they 
I don't think um, I don't think Anthony has recovered from his well, what I would call a catastrophic injury last year. You know, he was their main rim protector for Auburn. So I, I don't like them to be able to defend the paint as well, Anthony McLemore. Um, but you know, I do like their ability to shoot the basketball, and I think. OKK has been has been a bit of a revelation there uh, for Auburn, but you know who I really like, and it's not Gonzaga. I like Iowa State to make a little run here. Um, mm. Iowa State to me is a very interesting team. Now, keep in mind they're they're missing quite a few players. Um, you know, so I, I think they were quoted as saying earlier that um, that they would win the tournament if they were fully healthy. But you know, I think they're going to get past Arizona tonight. I believe. I mean, that's not in stone yet, but they got they got a UVA transfer. You guys might be familiar with. You remember one uh, Mariel Shea, aka Skeletor. Oh, never forget. Yeah, he's averaging twenty a game God, out that, there at Iowa State. That must State. be so many crossover pull up jumpers, in, like from the elbow. I can't even imagine. <laughs> How many my toes eyes have been on lines thus far this year? <laughs> this, How many toes have been on line for for Mariel? This matchup is a is a good one for ACC transfers. On the other side in Arizona, you got. My boy Chase Cheater, yeah, love him, and Ryan Luther, who was Pitt's only you know returning guy last year, and then jump ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Iowa State okay. lost their starting point guard, but I like them in this tournament. Other people are picking Gonzaga. I don't like Duke to come out of Maui with the championship. I like. So you Duke. think Iowa State? I'm going to take Iowa State. Everybody else will take oh, Gonzaga. That's... Some take people Duke. take Duke. Yeah. So Duke actually has never lost. Is that, is that right? They, I don't think they've never lost right. in the Maui Invitational. That's right. I can't see that happening to th- this year. This they're going to wax, wax everyone. <laughs> wax them like a surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we really do want to see Gonzaga Duke. I, I know that Mike will be rooting for you know other other teams for other purposes unknown to mm-hmm. not only the public but to ourselves as well. But don't we want to see Gonzaga Duke? I absolutely. Everybody yeah. wants yeah, absolutely. to see the the two beasts go one another. Ruri Hashimura from Gonzaga, and then uh, Zion Williamson um, from Duke. Yeah, it's everybody like, wants to see that matchup. I mean, it's like Slark and Pitlord with with seven point. <laughs> Point two. I mean, or, sorry, seven twenty. Yeah, there infinite is. scaling. It's exactly infinite <laughs> scaling, first, first gentlemen. Reference. The first time this has happened with a hero other than Legion <laughs> Commander. This is big news. This is big news, mm-hmm, boys. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> All right. Well, I wish I could get behind that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wish too. I had. I wish I had the firepower to you, get. You're behind a slark that. picker, Mike. I, I, just, I, am, I know. I, am. It. I know. But it. you know who else is? Is Gino Crandall, the point guard from Gonzaga? Good two, transition. Two That's turnover, professional. Two turnover prone. I don't. I don't like them in that matchup um, on the other side of the bracket. So I don't. I don't think Gonzaga actually makes it. Makes the championship. Do you game. think? How far do you think they get? Do you think you have them losing to Iowa State? I do, which is a very bad pick. But I'm going to stand by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyways, are we gonna are we gonna travel around a little bit? Uh, are we? I, think, are I, we I don't have anything else to say about Maui. Do you? Uh, I'll I'm, just say I uh, I was saving this question for a mailbag, but we'll throw in a little you know a little extra here. We had a, a listener contact us, good friend of the podcast, Tyler Whitney, and he was asking you know specifically how do these fields get set? Who chooses mm-hmm. it? An interesting thing about the uh, you know the some of these teams that are going on, the Chaminade uh, Maui Invitational, it was started with Chaminade's victory over UVA, we know what, in 82 or something, and I did not realize that. I feel dumb. I should have realized that. This is the first year that Chaminade will not be involved. 
They're mm. now a D two school, and they trimming been, the fat. That's out right. There and uh, and, mm. and and you know why? I just assumed it was like shady backroom deals with cash. How these things get set, but they're basically all organized by like huge corporations, uh, like sports marketing agencies that do it. Kemper Lesnick is the name of the te- one that does it for uh, the uh, Maui Invitational. Signed a ten year contract with a lot of the teams. They get a sponsor, they sell the rights to the basketball teams. They're based out of Chicago, I think, and they're just kind of all like the middleman in between the room. Luke may have some more information. Taylor, into Taylor I'm enjoying college basketball. Don't show me how the sausage is made. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> look. <laughs> I'm enjoying what I see on the court. Don't remind me that these are unpaid amateur athletes mm-hmm. and that there wow. are millions and billions of dollars exchanging hands in the background. While I was like diving into Kimber Lesnick, trying to find out a little bit more about them, one of the only things I could find was a <laughs> – a, an article from Sports Business Daily from 2000 about how they're going to launch a women's college basketball tournament that will mirror the Maui Invitational, but will be televised on Oxygen Network. And um, we'll try to leverage that kind of, you know, that business synergy. I, I'm all for that. Leverage me to Maui. I mean, right. that's my chance. And, and I haven't that's checked in on go. the Oxygen Network recently, but I feel like it's not still airing on the Oxygen Network. No, no, no. I think once oh, I think Oprah brought it down. I think <laughs> they, she went there, and it just it just went downhill from there. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's shift. Let's go up north, north east, to Charleston, South Carolina. Oh my! Where there was a conclusion last night. There was. Between the Purdue Boilermakers and the Virginia Tech Hokies, two mm-hmm. top 25 ranked teams. Mm-hmm. And it was typical Virginia Tech. They just, I feel like in the non-conference, they own a lot of second halves. They've been very good in second halves under Buzz Williams. He's a good, he's a good adjustment guy. What I saw in that game was, first of all, the unveiling. There was an unveiling of a bald man. And his name was Boudreaux, right, Guthrie? Boudreaux? I, th- I think that's how you say it. Evan. Evan, Evan. Boudreaux. Yes. Boudreaux. Yes. And the fact Boudreaux. that he didn't get more minutes was an absolute catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And also, let's I, give I him some credit. Balding. I absolutely blame Painter for that. He, he's he's, he's, he's getting there, but he's not there yet. Balding. Yeah, he's not quite there. Well, regardless of his follicle count, the man was an oh, absolute ball. monster. I mean, he can ball. No, I'm just... I mean, and, and he exposed one of Virginia Tech's greater weaknesses, which, is, weaknesses, their, which yes. is their lack of size and strength. And defense? <laughs> no, I thought they defended okay. Um, but Boudreaux, I thought, had, had a great game. Um, anyways, what else did you see in the game, Luke? I mean, I know that you were well, invested both spiritually and uh, financially in the game. I mentioned I mean, the what fouls, happened? the foul counts. It turned back into classic Virginia Tech and also classic Virginia Tech shooting 40% from three. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah. they hit that mark and they hit their high free throw mark. What was it? 26, 29 free throws? 26. Shot, shot 26, 26 free, free throws. throws. Hack a hokey. That's, yeah. And I my find goodness. that that is not easy on my eyes to watch. Yeah. Jackie I, threes and just going to the line. Thanks, Daryl Morey. And thank you, Buzz Williams, for all you've done. You for didn't me. enjoy it? No, I hate watching free throw competitions. I, had, I, I mean, really, I, it just, maybe especially not the, if I'm on the other side. Maybe not the free throws near the end, but I really enjoyed watching this game, especially maybe the first like two thirds of the second half where Virginia Tech was down and they kind of like came back in it. It was 
and it was their offense running at its best. But when they get that much from Bibbs, they're going to have I mean, a everybody. very good chance to score. I mean, I expect that from Justin Robinson pretty much every time out, at least 23-ish. You mean, 20. you mean Ahmed Hill and Alexander yeah. Walker? Yeah. You said Bibbs yeah. there. Did I say Bibbs? You, you were having a, sh- a shadow yeah. flash. Having, yeah, a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> Senior moment. A chemtrail well, running I, across. And also, it's, it's key that Kerry uh, Blackshear, he got in some foul trouble, but when they put mm-hmm. him on the floor and surround him with four guys who shoot over 40% from three-point range, it's a killer lineup because Blackshear is kind of killing it inside. And if you look at those kind of like dribble handoffs that Virginia Tech runs and they run, they will run a dribble handoff and then immediately screen right after the handoff. And Justin Robinson is like snaking through. And then if the hedging big has to also worry about Kerry Blackshear screening him off, like sealing him off and getting into the paint – that offense is great, and some of the like skip passes to the guys in the corner, I was really enjoying Here's before another. before the fouls got on. The defense, I mean, Carson Edwards, I thought was about to like just burn that gym to the ground. I thought he was the most impressive for it. when he dunked, and just whoever was underneath him, Virginia Tech did the classic like, eh, I don't want to get dunked on, so I'm just gonna <laughs> slide this way, and I I just for a second I thought Carson Edwards was just gonna like run the game. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed. Didn't, didn't hit enough big shots from no. three. I think he went three of 11, which which held back Purdue. And one of the big problems for Purdue was that they couldn't play Harms and Boudreaux at the same time. You know, Harms, the big 7-3. He was uh, awful. Isaac Haas replacement. I thought he was awful they couldn't. Night. They just couldn't find a place for him on the floor, and Boudreaux kind of took over, like, and, yeah, and what their did shooting Harms wasn't give them? Yeah. He gave them donuts, like, across the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to go with the, oh, he's had a lot of good screens argument, which I find to be, well, <laughs> you know what, if you can show me, if you the can chart Salt, out all the, the screens that he made and show me the technique and prove it to me through film, I'll believe you. But mm-hmm. until that day comes, I'm not going to. Yeah. A little bit more on this game. How about this? Observation. Alexander Walker, not Bibbs, I was about to say Bibbs again, Ahmed Hill, and Justin Robinson pretty much played the entire game, right? Yeah. Yeah. They played the entire they never came out. They were always on the floor. Mm-hmm. Justin Robinson came out momentarily. He only had thirty nine minutes. But oh really? The yes. other guy had forty minutes. Whatever. Yeah. Each each still had over twenty points in collectively, what is the math here? Six, nine of I mean they shot over fifty percent from three between the three of them. Um yeah, they <laughs> I mean they had seventy one of the eighty nine points for Virginia Tech. Mm. I mean this a lot of people talk about like positionless basketball and like, oh, the Golden State Warriors is filtering down to the college game. To me, Virginia Tech is kind of the best example of that. They Now, not perfect because they give up some stuff on defense and rebounding, all that good stuff. But the fact that they can actually punish you in matchups because all those guys can shoot and drive. Some teams, they play like a lot of wings who can't shoot but can slash and you can kind of play off them. Virginia Tech can punish you if you leave them open and they can take advantage of like lanes that that open up. All right, I just I came up with a new segment, all right, on the spot. Taylor hates this, but I'm going to go around the room for each of you, and I'm going to go off your biases as well, and I'm okay. going to bring this back to Virginia Tech is going to be the common denominator on who you're going to call. Guthrie, if you're reprojecting, who do you like more? Who are you going to call? Florida State or Virginia Tech? Your Florida State Seminoles oh. or the Virginia Tech Hokies? Oh, who are you higher on right now? Give me the Hokies. Okay. Give me the Hokies. I, I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from from them right now. Taylor, for your one night stand for your booty call of Is that college what we're calling basketball us? Oh, teams, I feel so dirty. Virginia Tech 
or your Miami Hurricanes? Oh, oh. Oh, you are playing <laughs> he, against my Macy's. Oh, see it I was so prepared to answer Florida State. Now I'm like, oh. Um, are you going to be faithful? And it, no, 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 no. Okay. I'm very fickle. I'm, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. And Miami Mike, wants to have that offense, and they don't have it yet. Right. Yeah, but they will. Without Dewan Hernandez, I don't think they can yeah. replicate it. He uh, is their Blackshear. Well, they're not involved in your selection, Mike. Mm. The Clemson Tigers are the Virginia Tech Hokies, Michael. Oh. Mike Jaffe. <laughs> How dare you? I thought of other teams, and I was ready. I actually think Clemson is a much better... Um, if, if they're playing one-on-one, if they're playing against one another, I like Clemson. I think over the long run of the ACC schedule, I like Virginia Tech. I, I just can't ever go against Marquise Reed. I mean, you just can't do that. You can't live like that. That man is a fighter. He's a boxer. He's a middleweight. He's a Puerto Rican middleweight just clawing his way into relevancy. He's going to be in the NBA whether they want him there or not. He's Cle- a, Marquise Reed, don't bet against him. I got to go with Clemson. Clemson's defense, they're a gap team. They're going to give up lots of open looks on the perimeter for Virginia Tech shooters. They're going to mm-hmm. l- allow those passes around the perimeter. Yeah. All right, that ends the segment. Thank you, gentlemen, for your insights and yeah. your answers. Thank you for that. That was poignant. So that was the first championship won by an ACC team. You guys are thinking Duke brings home the hardware in Maui. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how many championships the ACC brings home in this holiday roundup. Well, let's go to another one. Where should we go? Um, what a journey. I don't know. Why don't we go to the battle Four. Numeral four. Atlantis. (laughs) Atlantis. The snap was a good addition this year. Yeah, thank you. That was good for me. The bad boy mowers. Jeffy really wanted to go. Which you pointed out to me, which is hilarious. Yeah, I really wanted to go. We talked about it in the summer. Yeah, I really wanted to go. trying to make arrangements. Yeah. Yeah. It it certainly crossed my mind. I mean, it's a perfect time to go to the Bahamas. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Yeah, you yeah. showed me Let's Go, and I was immediately like, there's zero chance for me there. Sorry, guys. Zero chance for me to do the work. I, I mean, who wouldn't want to be like <laughs> I would love to be sliding love down to. that water slide that goes through the shark tank, like a cr- like rolled up betting ticket in hand, getting wet? Like, oh, happy Thanksgiving! I mean, who, would, who doesn't want to live like that? I mean, come on. A, a human-sized fish tank that I get to go through, and I get to gamble on college basketball, and what ends up being like... What what is that? That's just like a ballroom that they play basketball in, right? Yeah. It's not even real stadium. Low ceilings, right? Yeah, low ceilings. <laughs> yeah, fade can't, the shooters. Yeah, can't arc your shot. Uh, well, anyways, so the lineup this year, though, is pretty impressive, led by... Virginia. One Virginia Cavaliers. We also team. have the Corpse of Florida showing up. Oh. Should the I gator re- who, who kind of, I guess, limped... Barely swam across mm. the you know the channel to the yeah the once I, I the once I'm, mighty gator you know, that game against Florida State really crawled. put me down on them so the the opening round matchups you'll see Florida and Oklahoma Wisconsin and Stanford Butler and Dayton and then Virginia and Middle Tennessee right the talk about a shell of a former self Middle Tennessee State is there's not much left there at Middle Tennessee State that Middle Tennessee was State it, was it Giddy Potts <laughs> Giddy my Potts. boy Giddy Potts where yeah, is the he two, the two great names in college basketball Giddy Potts the senior shooting guard for Middle Tennessee State has graduated and Kermit Davis the former Davis the gone. former coach of Middle Tennessee State now in the SEC they're also um, uh, so they're gonna try to get to the line Middle they Tennessee? Are yeah. not a good offensive team. No, they lost their top six scores from last year. Their top six? Their top six, yeah. Yeah, they lost four starters. Mm-hmm. I don't see this as... Uh, we don't need to talk about this game. Yeah, it's going to be a 20-point line. We need to talk about Butler. 
Right. Because I think they have one of the best players in college basketball. Are you talking about Kamar Baldwin? Yes, I am so talking about So first of all, they got to get through Dayton first. Are you mm. going to shortchange my Dayton Flyers? It's a transition year this year. It you know people are saying that this is this is the year of Anthony Grant. You may remember him from his coaching stint at VCU. People in are Alabama. saying Alabama. Mm. Um, this year, you know he he's trying to right the ship there in Dayton. Had a very rough year last year, led by Obi Toppin. By the way, Obi Toppin, do you know a six-two junior wasn't recruited by anyone. He has since grown seven inches. He's a six foot nine center now for Dayton, was a former point guard just like two years ago. He played one year of varsity basketball, a physical phenom. But you're right, he's going against Butler, led by Kamar Baldwin. Uh, so I really just want to who see. Is the, which is the exact same team as last year, by the way, without uh, without Ke- Keelan Martin. Okay, the, Butler. The, I haven't watched Dayton, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to pretend to know anything about them. Mm-hmm. I really just want to see Butler versus Jerome. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Baldwin versus Jerome. That's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah. Two two absolute stud points guards. So let's assume... And they're that, both under the top 10 of Ken Palm's ratings, by the way, if we're looking at player ratings. Ooh. So let's assume, that Butler, six let's right assume that Butler gets there. I assume that Butler's going to be probably like a 9, 9 or 10 point favorite over Dayton. Let's assume they get there and that they're facing the UVA Virginia Cavaliers. You have the Kamar baldwin Ty Jerome matchup. You have you, what? What else do you see on the floor that that really makes you concerned as a UVA guy? And also, you know, just what what do you like about Butler this year? I think they're going to run a lot of dribble handoffs and try to get to the paint and try to get to the rack. And mm-hmm. I think that's an action that a lot of people do it against Virginia. And I mean, Butler has a pretty good offense by the numbers thus far. I know it's been a couple games. And I know they really haven't had a, a test yet. They opened up against. What some SEC team, right? They played Mississippi. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. They played they played Ole Miss. It's not very good, but yeah. Neither of these teams have played current a good team. home of Kermit Davis. Mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. there you go. Of Middle Tennessee. That's a coming for full circle. <laughs> full circle. That's a Gus Kearns level full circle. Let's talk about Florida Gulf Coast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, Kamar Baldwin is obviously what makes him go. Paul Jorgensen, I, you know, he he makes it rain over there for them, and they've gotten surprising size or surprising play from their bigs this year um, with Joey Bronk down low, who I think is is played better than expected um, early on for Butler. But this this is pretty much the same team you got last year. You know, you don't have a big data sample right now, but if you just look back to 2018, you know, th- this team is a team that does not turn the ball over. It's a team that rebounds very well. It's a team that knows how to get to the line. It It's just a sound team, and I think it's going to be a close game for Virginia. The only thing I don't really I, know about Butler is the coaching. I think that's still a big question mark. Mm-hmm. Old, old Laval, Laval Jordan, Jordan right? So yeah. is he? I mean, is he the next in line for the Ohio State job? That's is he the next? You know, filtered to the Ohio State job like his predecessors, or I don't know. He's, he doesn't have enough reps as a coach. I think that you could say he's a good coach. We just don't know. I don't I know yet. I just I disagree with Mike a little bit on how I see the game playing out for UVA. In that I. Tin to, and I'm I'm gonna draw on our you know interviews with Jordan and Ken in a previous episode, but also just I Butler's gonna run kind of like a more methodical offense that runs about an average NCAA pace. They actually don't try and go for like the offensive rebounding hard, but they're a great mm-hmm. defensive rebounding team. Mm-hmm. I see that as like playing into the type of game that Virginia wants to play. Virginia does the same sort of thing. Um, they're gonna try and get to the paint, get to the line. 
I think, but they don't have guys who I think. I mean, maybe Kamar Baldwin, but I really don't think they have someone who stands out to me in my mind as like a killer, killer, killer ISO guy. Mm-hmm. And they're like a very all those guys you named, everything you named is like they're a super balanced team, and they have lots of guys who are like pretty. You know, you're like. 10 to 12 point scores. I'd rather have balance against Virginia. I think I, they see, get in trouble. I think that plays into Virginia's strengths. No, I, I think, think they, they get, get in trouble, trouble when you a get team. like the hot guy. You get like no, no. the one guy okay. who beat you. Yeah, but we see that with Syracuse last year. It didn't really work out. The ISO. Here's I mean, what worked Syracuse out. just didn't have a good, enough good offense. Like that's just, they weren't good enough on offense. No, Ty's Battle had a good game at John Paul Jones Arena. Sure, I wouldn't Frank, put him on the level. Howard of the guys. was good, also. They both I, got in the twenties. Here's what I think: I think Virginia, if you're going, to, if you want to beat them, you gotta break them down offensively. You gotta move the ball and then wait until somebody overhelps, and you're you're probably gonna get some open looks. And if you're balanced enough, late in the shot clock, if you move them around enough, eventually that look will come conceivably. Their defense has been a little, a little bit ragged so far this year, compared to like what I expect it will be later in the season. Would you? Yeah, agree? because I, I still think they're going to be overhelping a little bit. Yeah. So that's the formula. If Make- you're overhelping on a single ISO score, that's fine. You're not going to get burned. Okay. If the rest of the guys on the floor can't do anything, but if you have a balanced lineup, you can get hurt. If you're Virginia, that's just just food for thought. All right, well, still, let's assume that Virginia claws past uh, this. <laughs> Tough Butler. Butler matchup. I mean, who do you see them matching up with in the championship game? There's only one team that really scares me from the other bracket, and that's Wisconsin. Wisconsin Ooh. has looked very strong so far this season. Mm-hmm. Ethan Happ is— He's still there! He's Ethan still Happ. there. It's, it's, <laughs> is he 22? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's reaching, like, uh, Perry Ellis levels of ridiculousness. <laughs> I, I, I really can't fathom a way in which— I mean, sure, they're going to be tested in in their early games. I I don't know much about Stanford. I I I think they're still in a rebuilding phase. We watched them against Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, got a couple shooters. I have no idea what's going to happen in the Florida Oklahoma game. (laughs) Yeah, but I I think Oklahoma's underrated this year, and I think that Florida is a team that everybody hates because everybody saw that Florida State game. Um, but I, I think it's going to be an excellent matchup. I, I think it's actually going to be a great test for Florida. Um, I, you know, I, I, Kavon Allen is obviously not the same player he was two years ago. It's kind of something a lot of people like to talk about. But it's Oklahoma's sides down low with Doolittle and Manic. Uh, Manic mm-hmm. was the other freshman that came in with uh, Trey Young. He averaged ten and ten last year. Um, you know, not a lot of people like to talk about him, but I, I mm-hmm. think that he's a key for them down low against Florida. And then um, the grad transfer out of Maine, Aaron Kalixti, um, is a key for Oklahoma as well. So I actually I like Oklahoma here. Um, if it's going to be, I think that they're going to be dogs by a couple of points. I mm-hmm. I like them to win that game, and I like them to make a little bit of a run in the tournament. I think they are. I think Florida's going to get what they're going to be three point favorites. We're projecting, and I love this matchup. Like you're saying, I think it's going to be fun because you're going to get from Oklahoma that long Kruger. They're going to push the pace. They're going to play really fast. Florida's offense has been playing really fast, and it's going to be interesting to see how, like, you know, their their freshman point guard, uh, Nimbard, plays into that, and if he's able to, you know, he has had some turnover stuff. He's looked a little shaky, especially in that Florida State game. It's going to be interesting if he can handle that pace and if it, yeah. like, accelerates those problems or if, he's, if he can keep his head, you know, it could really be – they could really take advantage of Oklahoma's pace. Yeah, so – 
and two very experienced teams, two of the oldest teams in all of uh, college basketball in Florida and Oklahoma playing each other. So, I, you know, I like one of those two teams. I actually don't really like Wisconsin to make it all the way. I think either Florida or Oklahoma mm-hmm. could could take out Wisconsin. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to get one of those whatever 32 to 42 slow, games slow of matchup. Wisconsin and uh, UVA. Yeah. Um, UVA is the clear favorite here. Are you guys saying that they're going to add to the hardware, the uh, – the holiday hardware um, is Virginia going to bring it home? I think UVA beats beats Oklahoma in the championship. Consecutive holiday tournaments won. I think they're at five right now, five Mm. consecutive. Mm. Is that right? Wow. I don't know if the formats, I don't know. I mean, so some of these guys on the team have two holiday trophies at least in hand. So if you want to count to Jack Salt, yeah, sure, he has <laughs> more, but All right, so you got congrats. UVA, Taylor's got UVA, Guthrie, who do you have? Oh, you have UVA? The, yeah, the Who's. All right, let me let me drop this little nugget on you guys, because I don't know that you're fully aware of this, but the Battle for Atlantis has a mainland champion every year. Are you aware of this? Yes. A little mainland champion. Do you know who the mainland champion was last year? Oh, this is a good question. I think I know this one. <sighs> Villanova won it last year. Right. Uh, Villanova did win it last year, your national champion. And your national champion in my heart, your mainland champ last year, UMBC. Oh, wow. So I'm going to say the ghost of UMBC reigns supreme on Virginia. I don't think they come out of here. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Oklahoma. Oklahoma comes out of the battle for Atlantis with the championship. You've convinced me on liking Oklahoma. I'm into them now. I think they lose to Virginia in the championship. Uh, I'm with Guthrie. I, I think Wisconsin gets there. Well, let, let's talk. Let's yeah, then right. use this as a transition to our next offseason tournament. This one UVA did win last year, the NIT season tip-off. Virginia won it last ah. year. Wilkins was the MVP with, I believe, a career-high 19 points in the championship game. Um, so this year we have our lovely uh, scarlet red Louisville um, Cardinals playing in the NIT tip-off. Only four teams here. Louisville and Tennessee take on the winner of Marquette and Kansas. I think this is a fantastic tournament. How about Louisville beating the brakes off of Vermont? What happened there? Mm. What happened? It was. It ended up being a push, right? Because yeah, it did actually. I got. I had him at seven and a half. (laughs) Of course, I've had a bad run. (laughs) 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 But look, as I said to these guys earlier before the pod started, I'd rather be really awful. Then be 500. Okay, I think that there's more value in being absolutely terrible. But if you watch that game, they're up by 20 at one point. I think they had a healthy lead. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't like they. It was a four point game, and they stretched it at the end. If right. anything, it was a it was a fringe backdoor cover. Right, right. So I don't know about this level team, man. I have no feel. Yeah, it's it's a tough team to gauge. And even talking to Gus last week, you know, they everybody was piling on Vermont. Oh, Vermont money line, Vermont this, Vermont that. You know, Louisville, Tennessee, I think, is going to be quite a game. I think people are – a lot of people like Tennessee for the Final Four this year. I think if I were to prod a couple of you here, I think that you would say that they're a second-weekend team. Would you say that's correct? Well, I mean, they were my non-ACC team that I liked in the opening episode. Mm-hmm. And I guess everybody listened to the podcast who you, <laughs> you're talking to. And now it's not – I don't feel like a hipster anymore. I feel like I almost have to change my team that I like. Right. And Grant Williams has lived up to that hype. He's number one currently in Kempom rankings. So, you know, that that combo, Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, you know, they, they obviously have strong guard play as well. They have a lot of returning 
players from last year's team that was upset by Loyola Chicago. Um, you know, this Louisville team, though, is is getting better, I think. You know, you still have what I consider to be somewhat questionable starting five. I don't know. What do you guys think of Louisville's chances here against Tennessee? I think so. Right now, we're thinking they're going to be getting eight points against Tennessee. Okay. I would love to take Louisville in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm buying too much into it, but I think uh, Darius Perry has been really good. I'm still not sold that VJ King is like going to make the leap for what we think, but Stephen Enoch has like is kind of living up to what they thought he would be as a transfer, like what, what that that transfer talk you thought you would get. So, you know, I. Cunningham hasn't been good this far. I, I don't think I'm gonna. He hasn't been good. Yeah, for I don't think I would pick him to beat Tennessee, but I, I would love them getting some points against Tennessee. I think they mm-hmm. can keep it keep it honest. All right. What about you, Guff? Yeah, that's that's a good point, and I think I think Tennessee is is really really popular like with the public right now. Like, there's a lot of money. Very popular. Yeah. They're they're a very trendy pick. Yeah, like, as one of these teams. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think the the public is also a little bit down on Louisville given. You know the scandal that's surrounding them, and the first year, first year for Chris Mack, and you know a lot of new new faces. And um, I, I, I so, hate making. Can I jump on this? No, no, go, go for it, I go hate for it. making these comparisons, but I know we both watched the Tennessee Georgia Tech game, and mm-hmm. like Tennessee. I mean, yeah, they won by what I don't know, double digits, thirteen in the end. Didn't but cover. They didn't cover, and they could never seem to like put Georgia Tech away. And their free throw shooting that game was awful. Yeah, was horrendous. And, and they they turned the ball over a lot. They had trouble like holding onto the ball, and like we're just kind of making Georgia Tech was just putting them in bad spots. Yeah. And, it, and if you're gonna, I hate doing the like comparison. Well, this team, but mm-hmm. this team, so this team. Mm-hmm. But like, if Georgia Tech can get them into those spots, I gotta think Louisville could could maybe do some of the same things. I mean, they have more talented players yeah. across the board. I mean, talent wise, it shouldn't have been. A twenty-point game, yeah, and they let gave alone a thirteen-point game, and a better a coach. Honestly, I mean, yeah. Glass was yeah. open season and this for is, Georgia Tech in that game. This is not a like a tall, athletic Georgia Tech team, I would say. So no, I, they just were out hustled. Yeah. So that actually is a really good point. Their defense has been good. I mean, that's a passner. This is so on brand for us. We start talking about a preseason tournament and then get on Georgia Tech as like. All right, let's. Should we apologize to Georgia Tech and say they're not the worst team in the in the league? Oh, we've had oh. some Georgia Tech fans on. Have we had Georgia Tech fans or Wake fans on Twitter who have been a little bit annoyed at us? But still, oh, why would I hope, Wake fans oh, be annoyed? No. Yeah. Who do one, one guy? One guy definitely called us out on on pick, all picking Tennessee when Georgia Tech covered. Um, yeah, so we were wrong. you know, right? Yeah, we were, we were, we were, were wrong. wrong all the time. Um, I'm still a little bitter from uh, the football game last Saturday. But, you know, <laughs> resident Homer. Yeah. No, you made this point to me, Guthrie, when we were talking. You said Wake Forest might be the worst team in the league, in your opinion. Yeah, I think it, it might be Wake. It might be Notre Dame. Oh no! Oh Jaffe! No, no, no! Yeah. Mark Bray is just working Notre it out. Notre Dame. <laughs> He's no, just working I'm it out. Sorry. No, no, no! Don't Jaffe, worry, Jaffe. I'm sorry, but Notre Dame is dreadful this season. No, no, they no, no, are. No. They're going to win like three games. That's one of the polls Ooh. I'm dancing on because I said that on the preseason show. I was waiting for Luke to chime <laughs> in and say that. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm really happy that you guys feel so confident right now, but Notre Dame is going to surprise all of you. They are going to they're going to go twelve and four. Against the spread in ACC play, I don't even know how many games are in the ACC. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Twelve, four, and two in ACC play. I'm telling you, Mike. Mike Bray <laughs> is just pushes. riding the ship. I'm telling you, they're going to be dominant. 
<laughs> You've talked yourself up from he's riding a ship to they're going to be dominant in the span of like two sentences. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. Um, Dear but, Lord. So did you guys settle on Louisville, Tennessee? Everybody's picking Tennessee, but Louisville to cover. Is that about where you yeah, guys I, ended I, up? I think, yeah, I think, you know, that's generally yeah. generally the approach. That's good. And, well, we're in agreement. Yeah. You know what that well, means, folks. Well, well, Mike's just well. setting you up whenever he asks a question like that. He's waiting to be like, well, you know, I like Marquette. <laughs> Let me tell yeah. you why they're going to beat Kansas. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Let I mean, I watch him, dude. Should I watch him. We, we should skip this game, right? Louisville money line. This is it. And I got one nugget for you. The number one audience for ESPN nationally is Louisville. It is every single year, 15 years in a row. This NIT tip-off is being televised by ESPN. There's no way they don't have them in the championship against Kansas. I'm no glad you brought way. that up. Oh. Follow the oh, money is so, what you're saying. Follow okay. yeah, why, right. Look, and right now, nobody gets the line more in the country than Louisville. Mm. Right? So you're I saying, you're like saying to get to the, the line. invisible hand, <laughs> the invisible hand of uh, the, the NCAA. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. Uh, Walt Disney himself is going to be calling those fouls. It's I'm glad you brought phenomenal. that up about Kentucky fans because I just visited the lair of Big Blue Nation last week, Taylor. I went inside Rupp Arena. I sat in cow seats. I was doing handstands on the UK logo, all the above. It really is a cult out there. Mm-hmm. It's a cult. Mm-hmm. It's a following. Everybody I saw either had, you know, UK gear on or something basketball related. It is absurd. And the Louisville fan base is larger. Yeah, it's by larger. numbers. Larger. So anyway. And cooler. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, what's what's our next tournament? What's our next tournament? You guys know? Are we going to Orlando? Yeah, let's talk about the Advocare Invitational at Disney World. Advocare. Disney World. What a magical place to spend the holidays, huh? You're you're a big Disney fan. I, I do love Disney World. I'm originally from South Florida, Homestead. Town was destroyed by Hurricane Andrew, made me relocate to Florida. But I'm an Everglades child. I like the humidity, and I like Disney World. I have a mm. lot. You know, what's beautiful, about, over here. what's beautiful about Disney World is that they always set the mood. You walk around, everybody's in character. There's always music playing. Cut the music on for me, Luke. There's always music <laughs> playing in the background. You're Except out just enjoying your the, time. It's a small, small world ride is one of the worst rides ever created by a human. <laughs> it gets a bad rap, but you know what? They What they do is magical there, and I feel like what you're about to see is a beautiful music of basketball dropping all over Disney World. And you have a team that's you know trying to find itself in Villanova. Will they be able to do it versus, on the other side of the bracket, a team that's riding higher than high, the Florida State Seminoles? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about LSU, actually. Uh, LSU is well, also I'll, I'll run down the first, first LSU's round LSU's riding dirty. All right? <laughs> They're not even riding high. They're Will riding Wade. Dirty. Will Wade and his briefcase are freaking <laughs> riding dirty. Two top 15 recruits. Oh, yeah, I'd love to play in Baton Rouge, says no one. He doesn't give good press conferences. Didn't Ben Simmons say that once upon a time? What that nobody wanted, wants to play, wanted in to play No, he wanted to play in Baton Rouge. See, I thought when he came away from it that he was he was crapping all over the fans yeah. of Baton Rouge. Was he not? Well, no, no I'm was, just saying in his recruitment. But maybe. we we diverge. Villanova, Canisius, Oklahoma State, Memphis, Charleston, LSU, and then UAB, Florida State are your first round matchups. Yeah, so let's look at it from the ACC perspective. Well, first of all, Mister Mid Major, UAB is not good this year. Can we agree they on that? They are not good. They're not You're good. right. They are not good. They they lost their main man last year. They are not good. But the matchup I think a lot of people are looking forward to is, is, is it going to be an FSU-LSU 
matchup. And I, I think it may be. Guthrie, I know mm. that you're a big LSU fan, are you not? Yeah, yeah. I like what I'm seeing from LSU this season. Yeah, a little think, bit of everything. I think Nas Reed is is a terrific freshman that probably doesn't get enough enough credit, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he's on most most draft boards as being like top ten or so. Right. And no one's talking about him. At least, you know, ESPN isn't. Right, right. Well, how can you with all the Zion coverage? It is hard. He does produce so many highlights. <laughs> but Tremont Waters is terrific. I like I like what Will Wade's doing. He's dropping bags. He's bringing the talent in. He's making the people excited. Well, they LSU has the very good recruiting classes now. So yeah, that's their coincidence. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yes. Know yes. All right. To throw out your favorite television show in a reference is Leonard Hamilton, aka Bunny Colvin, going to stop the riding dirty LSU train yeah i think so he's gonna find them yeah or is it are they gonna go to hamsterdam yeah hamsterdam Hamsterdam. lsu does not have the defense needed to hang with florida state and the strength of their team is their offense and the style of offense they play it's gonna move the ball fast and attack the basket and be physical i see that as something that florida state will be able to deal with they're not gonna score a bunch of points from from three and they're not going to like create those open looks for shooters. I think Florida State's going to handle them. What is our projected spread on this one? Uh, Do you have any, I mean, so, we, we can conjecture because obviously it's not going to be up. Yeah, know? let's say let's say it's going to be six to eight points Florida State against LSU. Assuming you think they, that much? Yeah, I think I think it will be that much. I think I think as low as the Florida line is is right now, with only being minus three. I think as is as high as the Florida State line. People remember that game. People take those take those singular games and apply them across the board. I this think people are very impressed with Florida State right now. I think people consider them to be a phenomenally physical defense that is high pressure and also you know an experienced team that is able to score. You know, at will, especially in one-on-one situations. So yeah, I think that I think you could see six to eight point line. So assuming mm. that, then let's say it's a seven point Florida State line. Where, yeah. do, Ooh, where yeah. do you all stand? Well, we do know that Leonard Hamilton is a betting man. Mm-hmm. He will not take this game lightly. That's right. This they're gonna they're gonna cover. <laughs> you know that they're gonna cover. You think they're gonna go for the double digit win, which Mike. Yeah. Put it out insightfully. Hi- highly valuable. The double-digit win. Yeah. In full effect here. I agree. I'm going to go with Guthrie here. You're going to go I've Florida State with, cover. I've been burned with favorites the last week, but you know what? I'm going to go Florida State because right. I, I took Louisville. Uh, I've got one dog on the on the board right now so far, so I'll take Florida State. So so we're all on Florida State coming out of of that side of the bracket. Who do we like on the other side? Are we thinking? Are we thinking Nova? Are we thinking Memphis? Ooh, or OK State? Don't forget about OK State. I like Oklahoma State to come out of the bottom end. Oh man, everybody! You know, everybody's lost faith in Villanova, man. I think Jay Wright writes the ship. I mean, what better place to do that than in in a place where you can focus, like Disney World? You know, where it's just all it is is that sports complex out there. Those kids are going to be in bed by. Like, 10 o'clock at night, you know, well-rested, ready mm. to go. I, I like Jay Wright's focus here. I, I actually like Villanova to come out with the tournament win and uh, redeem themselves after what I consider to be a very tough week for them. I think the Michigan game really threw off their confidence. Furman did a great job taking advantage of that. 
Um, I, I like him to come back here against against some physical teams. I think it's a it's a good matchup for Villanova across the board. Yeah, I actually like Memphis to to come out against OK State. I think they are going to force a lot of turnovers. Mm, Oklahoma State has had trouble holding onto the ball, and I still will take Villanova over Memphis coming out of oh. that side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think man. Villanova. I mean. It's hard to pick against them, even with recent troubles. Right, right. right. I, I still have faith. I think that those things, you know, exist in a in a vacuum. I, I think each basketball game is different. So, yeah, give me Nova. What about you, Guthrie? Um, I I like Nova and Oklahoma State to play. Probably Nova, Nova to advance. Uh, I think Memphis. I, as much as I want to pick Memphis and uh, and Penny, I think they're they're a year year or two away. Um, I, I still like Florida State to win, though. If I'm looking at the bottom of the bracket, I'm going with Oklahoma State to be in the bigger redeemed story than Villanova after they stumbled out of the gates. Um, they're still rating pretty high, all things considered. So I don't know. Just a gut feeling. I, Guys, I, I'm not. I'm not looking at, ma- at matchups. I, I've been I, waiting I've for Mike to make yet. a case for Charleston this entire time to be oh. like, "Oh, I've been setting you up." Let me tell you why. <laughs> yeah. College of Charleston will be winning this one. I, I do. You know, it's rare that I don't take the CAA. But guys, what a magical time this is! It's Monday night right now. It's about 11 p.m. It's a holiday week. People have converted Thanksgiving to a holiday week. Everybody's jammed up. Everybody's fired up. We're going to have nothing but premier college basketball to gamble on. You're going to be cooking. Taylor's going to be cooking with yeah. you. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'll am i be cooking. Taylor will be Drinking. the sous chef who will be uh, trying not to cut his finger off. <laughs> kitchen supervisor. I don't... I don't touch the drugs or the money or the kitchen tools or the food. I just sit in the kitchen and drink. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a really good time to be a college basketball fan. I mean, you guys are going to have days off, and it's just going to be morning to sunset, just nothing but basketball. I mean, what? A, and you're getting to see them not play some like kind of low piddly mid major. We're going to watch premier basketball. If oh, your family's trying to tell you to like switch to football during the Thanksgiving holiday, you can just tell them to get right out. Yeah, because tell them to leave. Yeah, or what we you didn't say? land on Plymouth Rock, okay? <laughs> Plymouth Rock landed on the Advocare Invitational. <laughs> and we're gonna watch college basketball in my household. Yeah, what you say is you say shut up, Dad. You give me that watch ESPN password so I can watch it on my phone, and then you go do whatever. I'm assuming that we're only listened to by 14 to 19 year olds. Here. <laughs> that's our key target demographic. That's right. Yeah. How are your yeah, wives gonna deal with this the, week? Uh... How are your wives gonna deal with this week with you guys? Oh, I'm going to turn on college basketball this week. I'm going to be totally insufferable. I mean, if I'm not gonna, <laughs> if I'm not cooking, I'm going to be gambling. I'm not paying attention to anyone except for Taylor, who luckily will be in the house together with, and I'm just going to be nudging, and he's going to sweat because you know he's a sweater, anyways. So you know I mean, we're just going to be both physically and emotionally sweating <laughs> basketball games together, and it's going to be. I mean, what more can you ask for? I mean, I it's know. just like, see. Here's here's you. You pleasure. heard Mike's answer to this question. We're, we're our families. We're the same family. We share Thanksgiving together. Right. Here's my little more practical answer. I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun Mike. So as long as I feel, as long as the family feels that I am slightly more engaged in Thanksgiving traditions than Mike, I have won. Mm-hmm. So all I have to do is like do a little bit more actively involved right. in you know like. 
whatever we're doing than Mike, and I'm considered the best member of the family Look, slash husband slash father. Some people go for it, and some people are Taylor. Okay, <laughs> and you know what? I know what I want in life, and I'm I'm going after it. I've know? I've always Hell admired that water. about you. Hell that is high water. All right, let's let's move on. Can we go to the Cayman Islands where I feel comfortable? Please. All right. <laughs> I thought you just said you felt comfortable with Mickey. Yeah, I do. I love and Mickey, and, and eventually we're going to get to my my true happy place. Um, so the Cayman Islands featuring the Clemson Tigers, who who people like to think is maybe the underdog dark horse to win the ACC this year. Marquise Reed, your most complete guard, in my opinion, in all of the ACC, mm-hmm. just recently took out Akron, which I actually think will be their toughest game of the entire tournament. They did not cover there. They did not cover. They. I they, believe I had the zips last podcast. You did? You With no did. information on Akron. I have not watched them this year, so They're it was a complete shot in the dark. Highly skilled. Highly skilled. But after taking out Akron, what they'll, they'll likely be facing UGA, which gives Guthrie an opportunity. UGA, as in the University of Georgia, now coached by... Tom Crean. Tom Crean. Oh baby. Oh. Yeah, they, they did the beat. The Crean returns. They did they did beat Illinois State today. Oh, they so did. So that it okay. is it it's is official. On. All right. Yeah, it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. All right. It's a Crean party. All right. So what do you think? Do you do you like Georgia's chances <laughs> against the Brown Elk? Oh, oh man. <laughs> I I really really do not. <laughs> Clemson Clemson is a a like a textbook reason why georgia is going to lose this game okay like i I think the defensive clemson matches up really well against what georgia brings to the floor Mm -hmm. i i love the uh experience and man reed and mitchell are are terrific yeah Yeah. this is going to be a double digit spread so we might might as well not waste time talking about who's going to win the game let's talk about 10 points, because I think it's going to be 10. Yeah, which is actually the exact same amount that Clemson beat Georgia by in the season opener two years ago, for those of you that don't know and are really digging deep. Well, Tom Crean wasn't involved in that game, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was not. Um, So, you know, double digits? I don't know. Give me Georgia. I I think double digits, I like them to keep it close. Crean doesn't get embarrassed in the Cayman Islands. Okay, um, and the Georgia team is is still working through some things, but you know, th- there's no as Guthrie would say, there's no Yante Maton walking through that door. Mm. Um, but there are a few things that they do well, and I think getting to the line is one of them, and I think that's a great way to cover the spread. So yeah, give me give me Georgia against a as as Taylor would call them a gap defensive team in uh, Clemson. I, I think Georgia gets lucky. Hitting a couple threes, even though they're a terrible three-point shooting team, um, but I, I like them to be able to uh, to cover this enough. game. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, Clemson kind of let Akron slip back into it. They only won by three at the end. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for a backdoor cover, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take Georgia as well. Yeah. For uh-huh. those exact same purposes. Georgia plus ten. Taylor. Guthrie, you're already I'm, you're already on the Clemson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the Tigers. Right. Georgia, for me. Okay. All right, very nice. And then in the championship game, let's let's assume Clemson makes it through. They'll be cover. They'll be playing against one of these four stellar mid majors. Now this is either going to be close your eyes and go go on a journey with me. The St. Bonaventures, Georgia State, the St. Bonnies, the St. Bonaventures. Do you want the update? Georgia State, 
Boise State or Creighton? Is there an update? Georgia State defeated St. Bonaventure's. Uh-oh. And Creighton, <laughs> Mike's entire, his entire plan Adam, is gone. Don't they stop? And Creighton <laughs> defeated Boise State. So you're looking at the winner of Georgia State, Creighton, in the championship game against presumably Clemson, we think? Yeah, let's say let's say that Clemson gets there. And let's assume – I mean, I, I really like Creighton. I think that Creighton – has looked really good. I really like that um, comeback win against ETSU um, just about a week ago. We've only had co- we've only had college basketball with us for two weeks now. Feels like a lifetime. We've only had about three games. Yeah, per team, um, give or take. But you know, one Actually, thing give. about uh, Greg McDermott, you know, he pays too. So I like I like them to have a strong team <laughs> this year as well. Um, you know, don't... that's not what I would have answered with if you asked me what's one thing about Greg McDermott. That's not what I would have said. Yeah, hey, Papa pays, Papa pays. Okay, um, so if Greg's paying, I'm buying. And uh, look, Creighton's Creighton's a good shooting team. I like them to challenge Clemson, but you know me, I don't ever bet against Marquise Reed. Give me Marquise Reed, and I, I guess what turns out to be like our fifth ACC championship. Yeah, we're just picking ACC teams at this point. <laughs> we this, are. Is, we, yeah, we are I, very I, homer. Well, I mean, Mike doesn't have Florida State. I have Florida State. Yeah, I don't have Florida mm, State, okay. and I have Villanova, which I guess was the Florida State game. Yeah, I think, I think mm. this Creighton-Georgia and I don't have Georgia Virginia. State game will be good. I think Georgia State could offer them something against mm-hmm. Creighton. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they could offer them something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be a close game, and I, I kind of want to take Georgia yeah. State. With I the mean, points. they're no, they're no Georgia Southern, but okay. Yeah, Georgia mm. State's a quality team. My man will fall off his chair. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Mike, what does your compass say now? Where should we voyage to? Well, you guys know where my compass always pulls toward, and that is Las Vegas, Nevada. Come on. Ahoy, <laughs> sweet. Let's go. Let's that was Oprah this. announcing that. Announcing Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get a Vegas. You get a Vegas. All right. So in Vegas this year, the Las Vegas Invitational. Um, Taylor, why don't you give us a lineup? Yeah. North Carolina versus Texas. Okay. UCLA versus Michigan State. Okay. And then uh, – those that's, are the only four it. teams involved. That's right. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah four, that's it. It's a four-team invitational. You can't you can't invite more to Las Vegas. Just that's me, good. or does North Carolina play Texas every year? <laughs> they do. They do. Some, it does some feel way, like it, somehow. Like yeah, they're always playing Texas. Gunther, yeah, can you pull those stats for us? I, I think I'm, I'm looking at. I'm I'm interested now. It does it does really feel like yeah. It. We always have a nice big man matchup if, yeah. if it's Bamba and Meeks or somebody. You know, yeah. I, you know, some guys, big man is involved. And, and is it just? By the way, I'm glad you mentioned Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba, the track. By the way, I don't know if you guys are how up you are on hip hop. But the best track going in America right now, best rap track, Mo Bamba. Um, look it up, play it, and put it on your playlist right after this. It, you'll, the first six times you hear it, you're going to say to yourself, this is the worst song I've ever heard. By the seventh time, you won't be able to stop singing it. It's it's a <laughs> phenomenal song. Um, we'll get it for our outro. But um, UNC Texas, I think UNC is going to be a six-point favorite. Am, Possibly am, seven points now. Am, am I the only person that highly regrets not taking UNC to win the ACC and maybe win the national championship. What a what a phenomenal team right now. Um, what have you guys seen in UNC that's really made you uh, perk up a little? I've seen bit? exactly what I expected in the preseason, which is Kobe White. You talked about him quite a bit, right? I did talk about Kobe White, mm-hmm. but I also talked about the facts and the anomaly of the universe. How Luke May 
No matter what, he can show up on the floor, and we can all expect him, and we can watch him and say, hey, he's not playing that well, and he's going to magically pull 20 points plus out of his pocket and yep. 15 rebounds. I don't know how he gets them, but they somehow pop up on the scoreboard. <laughs> that's amazing. one of the that's one of the reasons I like North That Carolina. little jump hook is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 Cameron Johnson's also playing at, at a high oh, level man. right now. <sighs> you can't even – you can't contest his shot. He shoots it too high, and he's too tall. He's he's a phenomenal shooter. Nasir Little starting to find his find his way a little bit. Uh, Kenny Williams, people have said, has been a bit of a disappointment, but but UNC is absolutely rolling. I mean, do you, do you like him in the matchup against Texas? I I do, and I, especially if it's six, I think that that's an absolute. You got to get on that. I think I was a little more. I was questioning UNC a, a little bit at the beginning of the season, and I was really impressed. I mean, some of their other games, right? You can't. It doesn't matter who they. Wofford aside, excuse mm-hmm. me, but like some of the other teams. But like the Stanford game, I, I watched that and I was pretty impressed. I thought the defense was better than I expected it to be. I mean, they, you know, in in the first 10 minutes of the game or something, Stanford had like three points. Right. And UNC was really like hounding them and really making it difficult for them to get into sets. Uh, I was impressed that even when UNC couldn't get out in their transition game, they were able to get points in the half court, which is usually like, you know, you want to stop their transition game. That cuts down a lot of opportunities. Um, I'd like to see Kobe White become a little bit more solid, like pushing the ball. It's definite, you know, he's internalized. He's pushing it, doing the right things. Sometimes he gets a little out of control. But um, Nasir Little, I think, is like is adding a lot to it. And then if Kenny Williams, who I think has been better than what people, the narrative around him has been, even though he hasn't really been shooting as well as you would hope, maybe. He's been defending well. Yeah, he's been defending. He always defends well. And he has initiated a lot of stuff where he's the guy who gets in the paint and, you know, maybe misses a layup, which you'd like to see him make, but they're going to rebound that. And, you know, Garrison Brooks is going to have whatever, a monster game or something like that. And he's initiating that action that creates that opportunity that, you know, opens up and exposes the offense. And the Seventh defense. Woods yeah. might be the surprise player oh of the year my thus gosh. far. For me. Is is this the year where I finally get to talk be- about him? much better than I expected him to be. He's, <sighs> been, he's been a delight for North Carolina fans. What about you, Guthrie? Oh, oh, you sweet summer children. Give me the <laughs> Longhorns. <laughs> Give me I the Longhorns. It. This is the year that Shaka Smart breaks through. This is the year that Texas faithful don't regret the Smart hire. What does breakthrough mean? Oh, got, Define uh, breakthrough. Luke, Luke, do you Beating have the, UNC do you at have Las the Vegas siren? Can you play the siren, please? This is abrasive, but it's necessary. Guthrie, you are the man. <laughs> Texas Moneyline, biggest yeah. surprise of the oh, weekend. Oh, I love it. I love oh, it. Let's do it. I'm Let's all do over it. it. I'm I, all over it. I am so excited to watch. Y- UNC the- is too turnover prone. As good as Seventh Woods and Cubby White have been, Cubby White currently turning the ball over at 22% yeah, rate. Seventh true. Woods, 24%. Lest, lest we forget, Texas still has Kerwin Roach. He's still going to be out there hounding the point guards of UNC. I like Texas here to beat him up down low, too, with Jericho Sims and Dylan Ostakowski. Yeah, man. I, I, I like Texas here in a tough game in Las Vegas. I like him to surprise UNC, and the best thing is it's going to keep that UNC value 
low throughout the year. Everybody's going to remember this loss, and it's going to allow us to absolutely hammer the Tar Heels for the next month and a half. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. But enjoy the sweet ride on the Longhorns. Guthrie, I'm so, ha- so happy that you said that. These sweet summer children. That's absolutely right. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You guys are very convincing, and now I'm worried. I'm worried about what I just said about North Carolina. Taylor, are you going to talk me off the ledge? Because I, I, I might venture over to these two. They're so convincing right now. I mean, this argument. yeah, it's it's convincing. Uh, I just, I think UNC has too many scoring options for Texas to deal with it. I don't think Texas has a enough of a shooting and efficient enough scoring offense to deal with what North Carolina offers on defense. Okay, I'll stay on the plank with you. I'm not going to okay. jump over. I, I got That's close. sweet. So That's good for plank. you guys. Um, so you guys, do you guys also have UNC winning the Invitational? Well, I mean, the, the, they, they would also be games. playing Michigan State or UCLA. Oh, those teams are Which, not yeah. Likely Michigan State. Okay, maybe Michigan State. You guys I think that's a Michigan tough game. State. I think that's a great matchup right there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah, whatever. I might like Michigan State in that one. Just a quick Something one. Something to watch me. out for. Michigan I, I don't like that Michigan State team. Yeah. I don't like them. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have much to say about them either. I don't know. What's yeah. the identity of that team? Like, I don't even know what their identity is. Yeah. Tom Izzo. Okay. Cassius Winston. Yeah. You know? Cassius is a baller. Um, yeah, I, my pick for that tournament is just not UNC. I don't even care about the rest of it because I'm an ACC basketball degenerate. You're taking the field. Don't even care. The field for mm. three to one, please. <laughs> you know, I went to anti-ACC in my our last podcast, and it really worked out well. Mm-hmm. As far as covers, not necessarily wins. Wins, right. But like St. Joe's, Crushing Wake Forest, Akron covering against Clemson. Wasn't the best week for the conference, mm-hmm. but it's still early, and it's just one week. All right, are we going to go to our last one, or are we even going to mention... Let's set sail. The, we have two left. We, we well, skip let's the, not do Fort Myers. Who cares about Boston The College? Wooden Legacy. The Wooden Legacy. Wooden deserves, deserves some time on our program. In Fullerton, California, just outside of L.A. Um, so let's go west. Head, in that wasteland west. between L.A. and Anaheim. I had to look it up on Google Maps. So that's <laughs> Your um, first round looks like this. LaSalle, Miami. Northwestern in Fresno State, Seton Hall in Grand Canyon, Hawaii, and Utah. <sighs> what an awful field. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like not going to watch one minute of this. Good time for my, the Canes to generate some early season momentum. Uh, and the thing is, I'm worried about them. Yeah, I, I like Grand Canyon <laughs> against oh. Utah. I tell you. <laughs> of course. Grand Canyon course, wasn't even a, a school until what? Talk about pay to play. Yeah, they've got I more mean, money than Liberty. Yeah. Well, they no, that's e- impossible. Nobody has more money than Liberty. <laughs> Look, hey, the private institutions with their online enrollment, I mean, you just can't beat it. It's its more lucrative even than college basketball, um, even when you don't play the uh, student-athletes. Um, yeah, the wooden legacy, I like Miami to take this wire-to-wire. This is one of the few that I feel very confident in as a as an ACC mm. uh, degenerate. This is one of the few that I think will actually bring home this week. So I look mm. forward to them running through the uh, competition. I, I think that, I think who they face, I think, I actually think it will be Grand Canyon that they face, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people like Utah, so whatever. Uh, do we really need to sink our teeth into this? Or no. T- should no, we give no. Taylor I mean, the floor I, briefly? Go I, ahead. I don't I, have much to say. I like Miami too. I think it could be tough, that Northwestern team. It's like the team that everybody always picks, yada, yada, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they're going to be tough i'm assuming that miami will face them in, in the second round um i think that would be a close game but 
I mean, I think that's the biggest hurdle for them. I see them, if they are able to get past Northwestern, I see them handling any of the other teams on the other side of the bracket. So, so if that's the least captivating tournament, what's the most captivating tournament? Mike, what are you most looking forward to watch watching during this Thanksgiving holiday week? <laughs> Let's yeah, give a brief shout-out to Boston College, if only because... Uh, the Fort yeah, Myers. Sorry, tip. Boston College. Yeah, sorry. I'll say that Fort Myers Classic tip off or whatever it's called is is not my must see TV of the of the weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're recording a podcast while it's going on. So. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I was checking the score update so I could tell everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. I this mean, is the, a picked game, by the way. The, right now, Boston the, College. There's a pick. On Boston the line. College is up by 11 with 50 seconds left. Okay, I'll take so, Boston College on the Wyoming. College. I think they were oh, minus bold, seven. Yeah. Bold take there. Um, I, you know, I watching the battle for Atlantis has become a bit of a tradition for me. I, I've always enjoyed it. I, I think the field is is solid this year. I think the field might be a little bit better in the Maui Gym Invitational, but the battle for Atlantis has always had a soft spot in my heart. I'm actually really sad that I'm not going to be going this year. Um, but yeah, that'll that'll probably be the one I most look forward to watching as as just a casual fan. Um, I am gonna be loving this UNC Texas game though, mm-hmm. especially now that we've made big proclamations. I, oh, that'll yeah. probably be the single game I enjoy watching the most. What about you, Luke? Orlando. Yeah, Disney. That's, that's what I want to watch the most, or okay. that's the most captivating for me because does Villanova figure it out? Do we learn if they're really just bad this year? We could, we're going to learn information about that team, I think, during this week, during this tournament. Because if they flame out again, I, I don't know if I could can trust them the rest of the season. Hmm. And also, Florida State, do they keep the mojo going? Do they give us another proof in you know the, on yeah. the chalkboard of Dude, why, this, right. why we're a good team? So I, right. I think those we, are we get two, information. Those are two excellent storylines for the college basketball season. I like that. Yes. What about you guys? You guys watching anything? I got so many things that I'm about to throw at you. One, you, despite your casual dismissal of Fort Myers, I am excited to watch Boston College play the Loyola Ramblers in the, in that championship game. Mm. Good opportunity for the Eagles there. Give give me the Eagles. They're gonna do it. <laughs> uh, and you know, a, a little something. You know, I'm glad you mentioned Loyola. They do deserve a place yeah, in this you, podcast. You they were it. my heroes last year throughout yeah. the year, and I haven't talked about them much this year. And I actually want I'm gonna confess something now that I hope that you all don't share with anyone. I I actually watched for like twenty minutes two nights ago Cameron Crutwig highlights in hopes of refining my own pickup basketball game skill set um so i can it, see it, it was I a low point it. it was a low a very point poor me. man's version of current wing. yeah yeah he's just got such deft touch um you know he i would you know if he's um well he'd make a great general practitioner Let me say that. i know they don't do that for the physical Good bedside anymore. Call, they don't do that call. for the physical anymore, but a deft well, touch do they, do they not i'll have to speak no, to no, my they don't. physician about that that's what they tell me um and also uh give a shout out to Pitt here because they're going to be playing st louis not Unaffiliated with any tournament, so Taylor loves every tournament. Is that <laughs> no? This is not a tournament. I just want to mention that. it because we—that's well, a tough matchup for they, Pitt. This they, is a real first true test. It is their biggest test. It's when we find out if Jeff Capel is for real. If we find out Pitt's for real. It'd be a good pickup for them. It's in the Barclays Center, I believe, right before the start of 
the NITC. No way. They, they weren't invited. Isn't they there, just played they, they a were, game there before. It, it's like they're opening for them. It's like they're opening for the band or whatever. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> I believe no. that's correct. Yes. Oh, no. So that that cracks me up. I'm just excited to you know, say, check say it out. St. Louis has a lot of experience. It's a, uh, that's a four point line. It's right? a four point line. I mean, I kind of want to pick Pitt getting it. some respect. It's going to be tough. I mean, uh, St. St. Louis is a preseason A-10 oh, favorite. Yeah. I mean, they play mm-hmm. all their A-10 tournament games at the Barclays Center, so they'll be familiar with the environment. On there. paper, much better than Pitt. And it, Pitt, on paper, you'd think it's, it's not a four-point like. They're my against-the-grain yeah. team, which was one of the lost podcasts, folks. You yeah. don't really get that re- reference. But. Mm-hmm. This is the Travis Ford revenge tour. He is back. Travis Ford is like anti-mage in 7.20. <laughs> Again? With all of the Again? buffs. <laughs> he said, He said, no, I've had enough. And he's back. Travis Ford, ladies and gentlemen. He is going to make whatever the coach's name is at Pitt. What's his name? Jeff Capel. Jeff yeah. Capel. He's going to make Jeff Capel look like Kevin Stallings. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. And your other big me, matchup that we haven't talked about is actually Duquesne Notre Dame as well. So, you know, oh, that's, yeah. so that's actually a huge matchup for Notre Dame. If he's the anti mage, who's the mage? Is Jeff Capel the mage? Well, yeah. Jeff Capel is like Crystal Maiden who is stacking bracers, just trying not to die repeatedly. We, we've gone too far. <laughs> we, we, we've we're gone, too deep we've in the rabbit hole. We're too oh, deep. We're too God. deep. <laughs> you guys are never going to let me do this again, are you? Uh, no, I enjoy great. it. Well, Gaffey, what's your, what's in, your tournament in, to watch? You know, in small, in small yeah. pieces. Yeah, yeah. Sorry? What tournament are you going to have your eyes on the most? Maui. Maui. Yeah, Maui. I, Maui there's some sure. Korean Dota 2 tournament that he's like, hey, I, the, you know, the major just ended and it's a little bit of a lull time. People are experimenting with new builds. The new patch just came out. It's going to be it's going to be interesting checking out some some Twitch streams. But yeah. as far as That's basketball, our spin-off podcast. As far as basketball goes, give me give me the Maui invitation. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I am really excited. I want to see Duke play Gonzaga. Absolutely. I want to see somebody play Duke in a tight game. I want to see what they do when they get tight, when mm-hmm. it gets close. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Right. Well, that's great. I we, want to see my boy Chase Jeter just tear it up. We've divvied up the work well. Mike is going to be battling for Atlantis. Yes, I will be. I'm going to be in Orlando about Syracuse. riding Space Mountain. Guthrie is going to be Maui jimming it up, and oh. Taylor's going to be uh, with the Boston College Eagles, wherever they are. <laughs> One of seven fans in Fort, Fort Myers. Myers. <laughs> Visit Fort Myers. Their tourism site is open. Yeah, yeah. the tip off to nothing. It will be the tagline for next year's. I really tournament. hope that the tip you guys, off to the season. The two of you, since you're spending the holiday together, mm-hmm. that you wager together. Yes, Jeff so and I idea. did this this past Saturday, and even though we lost the first half with Michigan, and it was gruesome and gut wrenching, it was a great experience. Yeah, betting together is the way to go. Right. So let me know where you guys are going. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will. I think th- I think that we're going to have a very fruitful Thanksgiving. I'm know? looking forward to it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, and listeners, enjoy yours as well. Hopefully you're in the car on your way to spend some ch- special time with your friends or family. Friendsgiving is the way to go, by the way. Whatever you do, do not spend time with your family. Friendsgiving. <laughs> a big tradition that I used to have was the day after Thanksgiving Day barbecue. It's a magical time where you just have the biggest second meal of your life day after Thanksgiving, barbecuing food all day. It, it was really a special time, and uh, I hope somebody out there has a similar tradition. If it ever turns to one of those weird dinner table conversations with the family where it's like politics or religion or sex comes up and it's very uncomfortable with your 
uncle who shares wildly different views. Just than talk you. about the Maui invitation. Yeah, I just like to be like, well, do you know that Jim Laranega releases butterflies with his team, <laughs> and Miami is about to win this tournament? And see how he responds. And did you know that Buzz Williams is the new giver of peace? Apparently, we didn't even talk about his new look. I'm loving the glasses, the new kind of close. We're gonna talk about him during Christmas season because. You know, peace and joy are, are right. very much Christmas There are huge parts and, of his pieces, overall mantra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pieces of or did you hear that they removed Ring of Aquila from the game? That is a great that. way to get Uncle it. Jed I from talking yeah, about something It's just something like. we can really commiserate over. Yeah. Oh, good times. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can email us. ACCBBalldegens at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, ACCBBallDegens. Send us a Facebook the, note. Ask us some questions. Twitter's Tell us the what best you want to hear. Way to interact. And we are at ACCBBallDegens. That's right. Subscribe and like on iTunes as Please well. subscribe. Or your podcast listening delivery method of choice. Till next time. Thank you. Go Eagles.